Hello everyone, welcome to our uh, sixth episode of the Passcast. We're finally back from our little hiatus. Daniel, how are you? I'm not too bad, Martin. I've um, been having a pretty decent week so far this week. Uh, yeah. haven't, had, haven't had any mental breakdowns this week, or my friends haven't, which is always good. Yeah. Um, been thinking about getting my hair cut, but haven't really done much with that. Um, and also during the break we got a new couch, so... Perfect. We've had a, a well, good little runner. Yeah, all fun stuff. No, I, I agree. I uh, I too feel pretty good at the moment. Most of my assessments done. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing pretty well. I guess we should start off by. You well, know, I was going to say you had something pretty significant happen today, didn't you? But we'll get we'll uh, talk more about it soon. But would you like to uh, yeah, foreshadow that? Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't know how I could actually foreshadow it without foreshadowing it, other than. Uh, without saying it, other than the fact that it's week twelve, so it's a it's a pretty uh hopefully obvious uh little thing there. But yeah, no, we'll we'll talk that talk about that in a bit. But I guess we should probably start by saying why we haven't been doing this for a few weeks. So, so I know we we did release that very small little video that we mm. randomly put together one afternoon because we could about what what had been happening, but um. Yeah, it's been it's been a very long, uh, mentally exhausting trimester for me, at least. And I think you can emulate the same because um, I saw your group chats with your UQ group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not to throw the UQ UQ group under the bus, but uh, they sounded like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was just the nature of the course as well. It's it was a course that was designed to sum up the entirety of engineering so all our i guess background and everything so it was just it was meant to train us properly to be engineers the problem is it was meant to train us within like very short time spans so it was very stressful so done now and um that's that's fine but yeah we did have a break i suppose because of life um but feeling good now happy to have past past cast back and yeah, hopefully we'll get to have a good episode later on when Aisha's going to join us, right, yeah, Daniel? Yeah, it'll be terrible until Aisha joins us. It'll just be you and me. So mm. everyone's really here for Aisha. We're just the filler entertainment. We're, we're, the, we're the leading act. Yes, um, that's true. And the, re and the reason Aisha isn't here to begin with, and not just because we wanted to say hi and catch up with you guys, she's actually running a past session right now. Yeah. She's halfway through her session. She's doing it online. And as soon as that's over, she's going to join us. So no rest for the wicked, eh? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been a struggle for us to actually even time this to get Aisha on because she is a very, very busy person. She does so much extracurricular stuff and she does so much with past. It is so difficult. So we are actually going to have a lot of fun having her on because it's been so difficult to even try to, to organize this. But we thought that a lot of you would really enjoy just Aisha. And if you haven't met her, I, I, you're gonna, you've been missing out and you're really going to enjoy this. But You'll understand why when she, um, when she joins us because... She's just so much fun, so much energy, and so happy that if if we don't get you in the in the right mindset for for exam mm. period, Aisha definitely will. So, oh, yeah. um, what else did we get to get up to in the um, hiatus, and why we didn't really have enough time to be doing some live episodes, Martin? Um, 
I believe we were, uh, yeah. I, I want to say integral since we were the first link on the video page <laughs> for it, but um, we, we were, we submitted something. Would you like to talk a bit about more about it? Because honestly, I just was along for the ride. You did most of the work. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I did most of the work, but we, we did as a group. So yeah, we do have, we were also very tied over the past few weeks with uh, a conference video that we were invited to do. Um, so this was a conference over in America. It's a past conference that um, our lovely past coordinator, Jackie, had found. So um, that was a lot of fun. We, we submitted a proposal for that. That was accepted. And we were able to do a, a video that was essentially designed to showcase how Griffith runs the hybrid pass model. So as a lot of you may know, we have the uh, online and in-person model of pass and we've done it really well. Like the, no, no bullshit or anything. Griffith has done such a good job in hybridizing the online transition and making. I actually want to say not, not, not just, not just Griffith, like Griffith hmm. has done well, Griffith adapted, but I, and maybe this is me being a bit biased. Uh, I am doing a business degree and a, and a science degree, but I think Jackie and what she's done with mm. us as a team has been really, really big. Um, yep. The other schools haven't quite done what, what Jackie has done in, in sciences, and I think it's the way forward at the moment. So I'm, I'm just laughing because I've just read something that George has said, and it's it, – yeah. anyways, but yeah. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, that, that's true. Um, Jackie has done a phenomenal job. Um, since that week four notice that we got last year where it was pretty much, you know, we're jumping online like that. Let's, let's go. It, it's been absolutely perfect. She's done so well to help us and support us. And, and that's pretty much part of the reason why we're, we've done so well. And we've, we've been able to make this conference video uh, to showcase what we've done because our leaders have been phenomenal. Um, I can't really speak to the rest of Griffith past, but at least in Griffith sciences, we have done such a good job as a collective and i hope that the student experience was maintained because of that well i was just going to say and that's not just coming from us our students mm. have been telling us how how great it is to have the option of online and face-to-face -face. i know a lot of the students some of them might have actually tuned in because i've been pushing them all week to, to come and join us for this last one. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they've had online sessions with me, but they've also had in-person sessions. And I've really, really enjoyed actually getting to see my students again. And mm -hmm. I'm a little sad about, about something else, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. What else What else have we been up to, Martin? Well, I think I'll just share. So I've just shared. Yeah, I was, was, was going to say, if you want to share that video for anyone that wants to watch it. So anyone that does want to have a look at what we've come up with, it wasn't Daniel and I's creation. I should just point that out. Um, this was, was a, there was a team creation. It but was a team creation. So Dan, this was Dan and Hillary did a lot of work. Jackie did a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We did a little bit of work. Uh <laughs> and we did, it is quite lovely because at the end of the video, you will see a little, I'm quite proud of it. Um, it's quite a little snapshot of different leaders talking about what they liked about in-person and online pass. Um, so you get to see a few of your favorite leaders uh, show up there. Um, so that was, yeah, that was pretty much a summary of our nice little project that we've enjoyed working on there. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy it too. That's currently sitting at the top of a nice conference video set um, that they're doing online for the American conference. So 
yeah, that that that's pretty much that side of it done. Yeah. Um, what else happened this week, Martin? Something about a um, a bit of a closing for you. <laughs> so, um, George has just sent jo- me. The jo- George called it, by the way. Yeah. George did call it, and he's he's just sent me a photo, which I remember him sending to me because I I had a beer with him virtually that night as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, today was actually my last ever lecture as a student. Um, so that was a a nice little moment for me. I've, I'm officially done with l- attending lectures, attending tutorials, anything of that sort. So um, that part of my degree is now completed, and you're graduating in july correct i will be graduating in july and i will be leaving and i will not see anyone ever again that's yep. that's it well he'll just go crawl up into a research bin somewhere and we'll never see him or hear from him again because um i'm pretty sure in our time off you received a an email um accepting you for something what, what was it there was two things actually i think one of them uh, was um a small small donation uh, so towards your academic funding, uh, uh, do you want to talk yeah. about that at all? I mean, not particularly. Everyone knows I don't really <laughs> like uh, talking about myself, so I don't really want to talk about that. But I did receive, yes, a, a, a scholarship um, just as part of my achievements as an undergrad. That's all I really want to say on it because I don't really want to talk about it. The other <laughs> thing, though, I did get accepted to do my PhD. That's now just pending the scholarship registration, uh, scholarship ranking but that's also been accepted, so I will start that. Uh, but that is not really the big news I care about. The, the main thing for me that I'm happy about is that I will actually continue with the PASS program as a PASS leader. Um, so that's actually what really excites me is that I'll get to do Calc 1 next trimester, um, and I get to keep working with an amazing team of, of leaders and keep working with amazing students that I really do enjoy. So. Um, that that's the big news for me that I'm I'm more excited about to be honest. Well, yeah, you're inheriting my uh, cohort of um, <clears throat> linear algebra students who I think a few of might be there in the chat. If you are, you can say hi. I won't see it, but um, I'll let you know. You guys, you guys have been I like I've told you guys that have attended my sessions this week, but this week, like I said, this trimester in general was mentally exhausting and having such great students to come and see every Monday, Tuesday, Friday was so helpful to me, not just for my mental state, but just it got me excited to come into uni Mm. um, and be able to help facilitate their learning and go over some things with them, maybe uh, insult them a little too much sometimes, but we won't get into that joke because uh, <laughs> I mean, I might, I, I might get in trouble for that one, but we, we, we could go through it. I mean, you've said worse things on this, on this platform, to be honest. Uh, so we, I'm more than happy to put you on the spot again. Okay. Look, two of my best <laughs> friends in the world are Mackenzie and Ronan, who some of you may or may not have heard us talk about on this, this show before. Uh, And they are in a relationship together, and sometimes they may be very bad at math, because six times negative two is not six. Uh, Six times three is not 12. 
These are real examples. These are real examples, by the way. They submitted working and and, um, assessment with this on there. Um, So when one of my past students uh, happened to make the same mistake, instinctively my brain went to respond to the same way I respond to Martin and Mackenzie with. Uh, Ronan and Mackenzie. Who did I say? Martin and Mackenzie. Okay, sorry. Ronan and Mackenzie. Though this 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 does actually apply to Martin as well, but uh, the response I give them when they screw up simple math is um, because you know they are in a relationship together, and at some point they probably will want to do this. But I have asked them respectfully to please not reproduce. That may have slipped out in a past session to a student. <laughs> so. Um, Luckily, the student in in, in turn uh, knew that I was joking, and and we all had a good laugh about it. But um, yeah, don't don't tell your students not to reproduce, Martin. It's this, uh, yeah, this is this is good advice. Any past leaders out there who don't or, already or potentially know this, future but, past leaders? Yeah, apparently that's not the right thing to say to your students. Who would have um, known? Also, saying live. Um, mm. On, on a podcast to your boss and they've not had any context to this beforehand, also not the best idea ever. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you might have just lost your job. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jackie, I, I'm sure we'll have a conversation later tonight about my employment status. Likely. Um, I do just want to point out that Drew and another of your students have written in the chat. Um, Drew said he has to make it through linear algebra first before you can actually get to Cal 1. Fair enough. Uh, Drew, I think you'll be fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus here, Drew, and just say in advance that nobody is ever going to top his uh, attendance for this trimester. He was my most attended se- uh, uh, student. Um, mm. I think I think it's 36 sessions, mm. um, which isn't all of them, but pretty damn close. And he um, he's definitely being rewarded at our exam buster next week for that. So. Thank you, no. Drew, for coming along. Um, who was the other student you said was there? Uh, I don't know. The oh, username's okay. just yeah. I don't think it's the username. If you want to out yourself between four and twenty-five characters, feel free to do so. <laughs> um, well, whomever that is, they they're probably quite a quite a good student too. Ah, uh, okay. Starts with a K. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I've cracked the case. Um. I don't think it's who you think it is. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. that, that, that works. Um, so while we are talking about dedicated past students, my I think my highest attended ones, I've got two. I'm not sure who's actually in the lead at the moment because we're still waiting on attendance from Nathan's calculus uh, pass. But we've got two students that can actually uh, be in the running for it. Um, so I think we've got 36 attendances is the... Is one of them. Um, so one's thirty-three at the moment. The other's thirty-seven. So I've got Mackenzie on thirty-three and Joe, Joseph or Joey, as we know him, on thirty-seven. So we're also cracking that bar high. So Drew, that's your competition for next trimester. There we um, go. Beat those guys and their attendances. I don't think anyone's going to beat my forty-four sessions for a year, but uh, for a trimester, yeah. but. No, that was that was a serious shift. I I, I don't think that's getting beaten at all. Um, poor poor you, George and Selena, that had to put up with me though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Drew said challenge accepted, so we'll say <laughs> you've got to run for your money there. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been a good trimester, and as we've said, the students are definitely what makes it worthwhile for us. Um, and I'm sure any past leader in the chat will be able to 
um, agree with that. That you know the students are what makes it we're rewarding, um, and that that's what we particularly enjoy about Pass. Um, but on that note too, this is I've I've told my linear algebra students this week, but um, mm -hmm. I won't be pass leading for um, calculus next trimester unless you and I come up with some way of me imitating you, uh, because I will be running pass for a session for a class that we haven't actually run pass for before, mm -hmm. before, and I'm really excited about it because it was a class that I wouldn't have been able to survive at uni without, and mm -hmm. I highly recommend anyone that didn't do well enough in math B to have actually done this course. And if they haven't, I think they're insane to have not. But hmm. I'm going to be pass leading for foundation math. And I'm so excited about it because uh, David, the course convener, was also my lecturer at the time. I don't know mm -hmm. if he was the course convener when I did it, but he's such an amazing guy. Um, he actually got his PhD while he was teaching us. So that was really okay. cool. Um, so to get to work with uh, Dr. Harmon, I will call him, <laughs> is actually really, really cool for me because I I actually said in my end of uh, trimester survey when I had him for foundation math that if I went through my entire degree with, with David as my lecturer, mm. I think I'd be perfectly fine learning math um, because he does such a great job. And mm. now I actually get to work with him and that kind of blows my mind that three years ago, I was learning from him and now I'm working with him. So yep. it's a huge thing like him and Tim and Pat and Yuri um, are the main people I've spoken to about math at university. And I get to work, I've gotten to work with all of them now and it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely understand. And uh, I guess those lecturers, academics are what makes it easy for us to feel like we sh can emulate and you know do the, or implement things um, as past leaders. So it's great that you've had positive experiences, particularly since I know that you're really into your math side of things, and it's it's nice to know that you have that sort of foundation. <laughs> Get it? Foundation <laughs> to, to really help you. <laughs> but yes, no, it is a bit unfortunate, but we will see if we can have the. Dwarden medical uh, team because that worked really well and that was one of the reasons we started the podcast was because you know last year we were online and people enjoyed Daniel and I working together so we will see if we can carry that into an in-person session next trimester. Um, the Dwardical ship will sail once more. Yes, the Dwardical ship. Um, speaking God, of I hate next, that I said that out loud. Ah, and I recorded it too. Um, <laughs> yep. Speaking of next trimester, um, how'd you go with timetable planning? Because I don't know if a lot of students have checked, but your timetable planning is actually open now. Um, well, I can't ask you about yours, so I guess this is where I have to talk. Yeah, yeah, this um, is yours. I don't have a timetable. My timetabling actually worked out pretty well. I've put myself down for three courses. Um, as we know... Um, with me this trimester, I went from four courses to three courses down to one course. Yes. Um, but I have planned out this three courses with the idea that I won't be enrolled for three courses after week four. Okay. And I've given myself permission to feel that that is okay to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm mostly doing all 
three to start with because I want to see what they're going to be like. Yeah. Um, the lectures will be online, so that's another big thing is I need to see how the lectures mm. are being delivered online to see if that's going to be an effective way for me to learn because as we've discussed uh, privately, but I don't think we've discussed on the podcast really yet, but uh, one of the big things that I've learned this trimester is even though we had it all last year, but I was going through all sorts of mental issues because of COVID mm. and everything, but um, I don't learn well from online, right. whether it be online lectures, online um, video bites, it just it doesn't work for me. As soon as I sit down to try and do them, I don't know what goes on in my head, but it just goes, let's not pay attention to anything anymore and start wondering about really stupid things like, what's for dinner? It's 8 a.m., but we're worrying about dinner. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. And a lot of students will relate to that. Um, you know, I'm I'm quite similar. Uh, I If I'm not in person in a lecture and I'm on my computer, it becomes such a chore to want to, you know, put 110% or whatever of my focus to actually doing the online thing. So, I mean, I've had it relatively easy this trimester because the courses that I have had, well, one of them has been in person. The other one has been online, but it's an entire calculation-based course. So there's nothing I'm really missing out on. Um, so, but in general, the online thing for me as well has not worked well. Um, but, you know, some students really enjoy it, and that's why we have the hybrid pass model, for example, is because the online aspect of it has been very beneficial. So we, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, so we just have to be, I guess, conscious of that and try and modify how we look at it and and see how we can improve to make sure that we take the most out of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so my planning at the moment, three courses, whether I stay at yeah. three courses, we won't know until week four. Mm. Um, I'm we'll planning at the moment. It's working really well because uh, Jackie and Hillary have been amazing and sent out our pass allocations already and mm. showed us what times and sessions are available. And they've worked out with my timetable so far. So I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm excited that I didn't even have to look at it. I uh, When she gave out the allocations, I just said, yeah, I'm free for everything. I, I, I don't have a schedule anymore. I don't have to, like... <laughs> you were meant to plan mine around. You were meant to do more, put my availability in so that the Dwightical ship could sail, damn it. <laughs> well, we'll figure that one out after. First, we need to see what happens within my course, and then we can see how to incorporate you into it. But oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, okay. Shay, uh, Shay also agrees that online lectures are the worst, by the way. So we do oh, have other, other support there. Good, um, good. Other past leader support is always good. It's not just us mm, complaining. Yeah. But no, that's yeah. a you do bring up a good point about the week four thing, and it's good for students to not feel like once they're enrolled, they're enrolled permanently. Um, as you said, you're enrolling with the full expectation that that's going to drop. So it's... It's beneficial, I think, that way because you can have a feel, and maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe it'll be, you know, everything will be easy. You're doing really well for some reason. You can keep doing the three courses. Sweet. But then I don't know if you saw, but I nodded my head and then quickly yeah, shook no, it because no, I, 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 I know that that's not going to be the case because one of them is mathematical modeling, which is a really fun course from what I can tell, but also mm. not exactly the easiest one. So 
I mean, yeah, but at least you've prepared for that eventuality. And that's the thing. Like, that's why we have the planning phase of um, the the timetabling is so that we can see if something's going to work and what we can do or what we feel like doing and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, as you said, you'll likely drop courses in week four and that's perfectly okay. But at least you've set that expectation that it is fine and that it is not going to be an issue for you when you when you do do that. And that's the other thing too. Um, there is a particular student. I haven't. I'm not going to mention who it is because uh, they'll know that, that I'm calling them out if I say so. But there's some students I know that have gone from full time to part time recently, and they're still adjusting with the idea that is it okay that I've done this? And the biggest thing I think anyone and Jackie, even in our I think it was our first or second bass cast where we were talking about it, mm. condoned it as a really good thing that if you need to drop back on courses, if you need to go from a full-time to a part-time study load, that's okay. Mm. You don't have to finish your degree as quickly as possible. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I'm i at a part-time study load now because it's the end of my degree. So I've I've been doing two courses just to finish. And even at part-time, at two courses, I feel like I've had, so much to do. I've been in over my head, even with two courses. And that's part of the reason we had to take a break from Pascast. I still haven't edited the uh, the video with Courtney. So that's still sitting in my files waiting to be edited, which I'll have to do as well. So clearly there hasn't been time for it. Only doing two courses just because of everything else around. And that's, it's been, it's been, like I said, a mentally exhausting trimester. Um, and pass, Pascast, these sorts of things, have, I think, I can speak for myself. I think you, you'd agree they've helped get us through this trimester very, very well. Um, oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, Pascast was a good break, and it's helped, especially having the leaders that we've had on. But it's just so difficult to be in a bad mood when you have such amazing leaders on. And, like, when Aisha comes on, whenever her past session finishes in a few minutes, it'll be the same. She's going to be full of positivity. You just can't not be happy. Um, well, we should probably mention, what are we going to talk with Isha about, Martin? It's a good, good segue, and I'm hoping we're timing this relatively okay, because at least, at least we can maybe do an intro with it, but um, we could, we, I'm hoping that we'll segue this very nicely. Firstly, though, Shay said, uh, are we all burnt out from COVID still, or are we struggling because we're later in the degree? That is a good question. For me, at least, it's probably because I'm later in the degree. Like it's probably because I'm I'm finishing now. Um and that's that's just been the, the challenge. Daniel, what do you reckon? Um look I'd say that it's still a residual effect of the effects of COVID for me because in theory, and I say in theory because none of us actually know, if COVID was hundred percent under control and everything, the university would be back at uh face to face lectures, face to face pass face-to-face um, workshops, face-to-face everything. Mm. Uh, but as it turns out, at the moment, they're still going with an online blended mm. model because we do still have the chance of going back into a lockdown or a mm. chance of, of things flaring up or just not wanting to risk having even... Because like my courses that I'm enrolling for are second and third year courses that don't have the first year intake of hundreds of students. Mm. So the fact that the university is still unwilling to 
two lectures for 50 students is a side effect of COVID, I would think. So it is. And, you know, the, the university is going to keep this stance. They have a risk assessment uh, matrix for COVID. Um, and as they do with everything, of course, the university is going to keep this stance until the risk is low. And the only way the risk is low is if they have a significant part of the population vaccinated. That's 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 the benchmark. That's what it is. Until there's not a risk where if someone gets infected that that can spread and force us into an online environment, because that costs a lot of money. That transition costs so much money. So until they have that security that it's not going to blow their budget, that's going to be the stance they're going to take. And with pass, we're probably going to keep the online hybrid model anyways, because it's worked. Like it's, it's not necessarily going to be that online is going to replace the face-to-face. It'll be there more to supplement it, which is good. It's a good idea. Um, so these are the kinds of things I guess we got to have to think of and, and commit to. And yeah, as Scarlett's just mentioned, the international students can't come back yet. So yeah. um, we do need to, I guess, accommodate, because we do still have enrollments from international students working online. So that's one way in which the university can continue to, to operate still. Yeah, and we could get into a whole debate about that, but I feel like us being representatives of the university right now are probably not the uh, people to be having that discussion. No, maybe, so... maybe we'll reach out to the dean and see if she'd like to come on as uh, as a guest <laughs> over the break and talk about her um, ideas for the future of the university. But mm. uh, that is one thing, actually, I did want to mention before we did get in into it with Isha when she is ready. Um, but we did miss a guest because of our hiatus, didn't we, Martin? We did, and I'm sad because that would have been a very awesome guest to have had. But yes, we did miss a guest. We missed our past mum. We missed our past mum. Yes, so in week 10, which was our hiatus week, which meant we had weeks, uh, about four weeks of no past cast, uh, we were actually hoping to get Jackie on and just to talk about all things past and her job and how she started and, and all that sort of thing. But we weren't able to do that. So that is one of the, uh, I guess, trimester break episodes that we're looking at having. Um, because, yeah, no, she she has a wealth of experience in supplemental instruction, or PASS as we call it. Um, so it'd be great to to pick her brain and see what, what goes through. The fact that you just called it supplemental instruction threw me for a second. I'm like, what is he talking? Oh, right, that's actually what they call it, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, yes. Scarlett says you just need to come back for season two. We do. We will definitely do a season two. Trimester two, season two. We're definitely doing that. Um, there's okay, no plans. Here's the thing: if we do season two, mm-hmm. and then we have try three, is that going to be season three, right? Ooh. And then if we have yeah. if we have try three as season three, we can't go back to season one again next year. No, no, no. That'll be season four. But then people will be confused because they'll be like, "Where's season one?" No, because it's a separate. It's not coming with the trimester. Yes, the trimesters dictate the periods, but it's not going to be. <laughs> I'm just nitpicking here. I, I um, who, so, who, who's somebody else we're going to have on as a guest over the trimester break? Can you remember? Uh, hard to forget, but ideally we would have George on, but we have to bear in mind that he's a very busy, graduated uh, former past leader, but it would be lovely to have him uh share his experiences particularly since a lot of you are my students as well so you do engineering uh george is a graduated engineer um and he's working earning big bucks uh 
So it'd be nice to get his thoughts on how pass was for him, how pass leading was for him, and now how he's doing in his uh, busy working life. And maybe talking about some of the transferable skills from pass that we could um, maybe get any future leaders that are interested in applying for the program into uh, hearing about. Because mm. I, I have it on not good authority, but I, I'm pretty sure the theory is that um, quite a few pass leaders are actually graduating this year, aren't they? I'm pretty certain we've got a few that are are graduating. So uh, I I can't comment on any numbers. I I'm not aware of it, but there are a few I think that are finishing up. And at the end of the year, we might have to look at hiring. I'm not sure. Jackie will have to. to we, yeah, well, I was going to say we're not throwing Jackie under the bus to talk about it right now, but that was something that I was looking forward to talking to her about live was uh, mm. what the recruitment process is like and all of that sort of stuff. So. Mm. Um, but I do believe yep. um, our beaming, shining, happy yep. guest is ready. So I'm going to quickly go through and undeafen and mute her on Discord Perfect. for you. You do that. I'm going to set her up her cam again. Okay. And then hopefully we'll be able to hear from her soon. Hello. Uh, that's her voice. Hello, Isha. Hello, Isha. I've tried to how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. What was that? I tried to unmute myself and it says a moderator or admin have to unmute you and I felt like a naughty child put in the corner I was like no no talking yeah, no talking for you yeah so this is our our, our lovely uh, procedure that we do with all our guests anyone who's been on Pascast knows it's such a pain in the butt of a process but it, it it's what works um but yeah no hi Isha how, how are you it's great to see you yeah good awesome to see you guys as well how was your how session I was going to ask that. Did I steal it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How'd your session go? Um, it was it was good. It was fun. It's a bit sad because it's last session and I have a great group of students um, who have made this trimester really fun. Um, mm. But we have us again next trimester. We still have exam busters. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Is, yeah. Have our viewer numbers just jumped because all those students of Isha's have just popped into chat? Or <laughs> I haven't gotten up there yet. We are, we are currently still at 16, though, so we're doing pretty well. <laughs> I would be surprised. They've had a long night. They had their lecture and then they had pass as well. Oh, dear. I, oh, mean, yeah. I don't think they'd be able to get enough of you, to be honest. <laughs> you guys are far too kind. Far too kind. So we did... Uh, we did prepare Isha beforehand. We haven't thrown her in the deep. We did want to talk to her a bit about exams and, and that sort of thing. So I guess I'll start with the, the first question. Isha, how do you feel about your exams? Um, how do I feel about my exams? Probably um, the same as everyone else. Um, nervous. Um, the week leading up, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time to study. Um, sometimes I'm just a bit all over the place. Um, but... Overall, like once you get over the panic, it's like, it's kind of okay. <laughs> You're kind of like, I've done this before. I've got an idea of how to handle this. I'm, I'm panicking a little, but I think it's all right. <laughs> I'm going to take a step back real quick, Martin, and just, um, mm -hmm. Isha, can you tell us a bit about yourself and where you are at in your degree, since Martin's just kind of throwing you straight in with a question <laughs> about your exams, but who, yes. who, who are you? Why, why are we so excited to see you? Um, why you're so excited to see me, I cannot answer that. <laughs> um, but for those of you who don't know me, I'm Isha, and um, I'm obviously a past leader in the sciences group. Um, so I did my undergraduate degree at the Nathan campus. Um, I did a Bachelor of Medical Science, and I was there for two years. 
Um, and then I moved to the Gold Coast for my postgraduate degree, uh, which is Doctor of Medicine. So I'm currently in my second year. And clearly we're very thrilled to, to have claimed you on the Gold Coast here, taking <laughs> that away from Nathan. Yeah, no, Nathan doesn't get to claim you as a leader anymore. We're claiming you. <laughs> Scarlett is very sad. She says that she misses her. Oh, my heart. My heart is in both places. <laughs> it's uh, physically on the Gold Coast, and that's all that matters. This is true. <laughs> oh, that's great. So uh, you kind of alluded to it a bit, but what do you actually take past for, Isha? Oh, so I take past for biological systems this yeah. semester. Um, and next semester, I tentatively have been allocated to chemistry too. Perfect. We were actually just talking a bit about timetabling and, and scheduling and all mm -hmm. that sort of thing. What's yours looking like? Is it Was it easy for you to schedule and, and work around? Um, I actually haven't figured that out yet. So med Ooh. is a bit different in that med doesn't exactly have a constant timetable. There are mm -hmm. some classes which are constant, um, but because I'm going into the second half of next Second half of second year, um, there are quite a few changes happening. So I need to kind of go a bit further into my timetable and see what classes are yep. changing and, um, yeah, when I can do pass. That's great. So, Daniel, did you want to go or am I asking? I'm going to say you can ask the next question because I have no idea what I want to ask yet. So, <laughs> so we're still processing. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, okay. I'm still just so happy Isha's here. <laughs> oh, so that's the I'm so thrilled to be here. Like, I'm sure everyone would agree with me. Like, it is such a fantastic um, idea, this podcast. And, like, I, everyone just loves listening to you two and your banter and all the interesting things you have to say. And I'm just so thrilled to be here. It was... I was going to say, I'm going to quickly throw Isha under the bus because we were talking her in, yeah. her in teams this week to, try and, to try and plan this out. And she, you, you said something along the lines of, oh, man, it's so funny to see you two banter. And that was about us live on the podcast. And then later on, you were like, see, even your team's banter is on point. And I, I messaged mm. mum, I'm like, do, do the people think we're putting this on and this isn't how we just talk? <laughs> because, <laughs> because the way you said it, I'm like, wait, do you think? Did, did you not realize that this is just how I treat him? He's an idiot. Oh, that is so such. funny. No, I have, I have seen you too, and it is a, a heartwarming bromance. <laughs> well, uh, I will just put well, that label right there. I was going to say, the bromance really was Martin and George, but if, if you put me on the bromance <laughs> level, then okay, sure, I'll take it. But uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to go past George. What, a, what an amazing human he is. Um, but He's such an attractive I, boy too. Uh, yeah, we can throw that in there. I mean, this is all recorded, so I will definitely not take that out of context. Um, sure. <laughs> so, Isha, because uh, the main focus of this was pretty much exams and going into that. Um, and there's a couple sides to it that we could have, because you can have, like, the actual study preparation as well as the mental preparation. Um, and we, we drilled the study part a lot during pass. So I, I guess I wanted to get your, your take on what do you think, or how can you best prepare mentally? to an exam and how, how do you mitigate like, the exam stress or you know when you walk into the room and you know everything goes out of your head what, what's your kind of take on that um i'll i'll start with what i think of them in your mental space leading up to the exam like studying mm -hmm. for it and then going into the exam oh, um, so i'm glad you asked me that because that's one thing i am really passionate about and that is a your exams are coming up you're going to panic <laughs> b don't panic. It's okay. You've got this. I like you have I have both I tell myself that and I still panic, but a part of me is also like, 
look, everyone has a process, like everyone does get through this and we have been here before. Um, so just quickly, a couple of things I want to start with that is um, take care of yourself. And I know it's obvious and everyone says it, but it makes such a difference. You wouldn't believe you feel like a new person. Um, so my top tip would probably be um, exercise. Um, oh. And I feel like exercise is kind of underrated right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of think it's exercise is something we should be doing, but we don't always have time for. Um, but really exercise should be just as necessary as food and sleep. And you should also be eating and sleeping during exam time. I feel like I need to clarify that because some yes. of my friends are not aware that those are things you are meant to be doing. Um, <laughs> but for exercise, I would recommend like put aside 30 minutes every day um, to go for a walk or something and just mm -hmm. make that like an incompromisable kind of period of time. So for me, I go for a walk every day between like four and five, depending on when I get home. Um, and it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm falling behind in my study, um, if I feel like I haven't done enough work, I always get up and I go for that walk and I don't let myself think about anything in that walk. And that is just 30 minutes of bliss because that's 30 minutes of time you have given to yourself and you have that every day. And I think that's it's refreshing when you come back from the walk. It's something to look forward to before you go. Um, and even just generally like taking breaks is so important. Like sometimes you feel like you can go and you've just got all the stamina and suddenly you hit, you hit a wall and you're like, wow, I've been studying for like four hours. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. So that would be my second top tip is taking regular breaks. Um, and I think that kind of mental preparation, I guess, that kind of idea of, yes, I'm taking care of myself and I'm studying. Um, I think that also helps you when you get to the exam. So now talking more about your exam and approaching the exam, um, when you get to the exam, and I'm sure all of you have heard this before, um, but you, you have done everything you can do at that point. And all, all that's left is you and the exam. And someone said to me once, they said, this is the easy part. Like you have been studying for a week or two weeks and that's all the hard work. And the exam is just the part where you just see what comes out. Um, and so I guess, I guess being mindful is really good for so being in the moment and not trying to give yourself a quick test and see if you can remember 12 weeks of content in the five minutes you have before, we, before you go into the exam. Um, and like, really centering yourself when you sit down in the exam, that, okay, I'm here. Um, I guess I've got what I've got and I'm going to do what I can do. And then, and then taking that exam step by step. Um, and I guess that's the cool thing about an exam is that, yes, you've done 12 weeks of content, but no, you are not going to have 12 weeks of content in that exam. So as soon as you start going to that exam, you can kind of start figuring out what, what do I need to know? What parts of my knowledge can I put aside? And that I don't have to worry about because it's not in this exam. Um, that was kind of like a long answer. Did yeah, that's, that make, This is what we're here for. Yeah, that's, that was perfect. Yeah. That was great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm a very big believer in, in mindfulness um, and in treating yourself well. Okay. We've heard it from a um, future doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the doctor's answer there. You have to exercise your yourself well you have to prepare properly so Daniel are you still still do have a question for him? um well I was actually gonna add to what Isha was saying too with um the preparation mm -hmm. and that 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 moment before the exam and and that that stress that can sometimes get to people and 
as as we discussed in our last episode that we're actually on, um, I do have an anxiety disorder. So you would think that that period for me would be actually the most stressful, but it's not. And the reason I think that is is because it's one of the things that I can actually rationalize with my anxiety and tell it that, no, this isn't like, because the main thing with my anxiety is not the feeling that it, it, it can kill me because that's, that's not how it works. Mm. But the way I look at the exam is it can't kill me. There is absolutely no way it can kill me. This is just me proving what I know or what I don't know. And for me, I look at those exams, like I never get stressed out before an exam because I go into it going, well, it's just me and the exam now. And like Isha said, you you can't do anything more now. It's just you and the exam and you just got to do it. And for me, that's a big thing because it's like, well, what can I recall? What have I learned? And can I prove to myself, not not this exam paper, who cares about the exam paper? Who cares about the person marking it? Who cares about what what grade I'm going to get at the end of it? Can I prove to myself that I know this content? And mm-hmm. for me, that's a big thing because like I've discussed on other episodes, I'm at uni because I want to be and I want to get like, I don't want to get a grade to try and get a grade so I get a really high GPA and get a mm. post-grad or whatever. Like, I don't know what I want to do with any of that yet. Spoiler alert from from week one. Still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> but now, for me, it's just like, okay, I want to go and I want to show that I know this course. Mm. And as you, you may remember from last week, because I had my quiz in calculus, yes, I came so. out of it and I got 17 out of 20 and everyone's sitting there going, see, you didn't do as badly as you thought. And I'm like, yeah, but I have no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> like it was multiple choice. And a lot of those choices I looked at and I went, well, it could be this, this, and this. And I'm going with that one because I don't know what those other ones mean, but mm. I sort of know what this one means. And that's what I'm going with. And I came out of it. And even though I got 17 out of 20, most people would be like, that's, that's a high distinction. You did great. I was sitting there feeling like crap because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I didn't understand that content. And if you put a gun to my head and asked me to answer those questions again, I would give you completely different answers because I don't know that content well enough. And that's what I think stresses me out more. Mm. And as you saw me going into that quiz, Martin, I wasn't stressed about the the quiz. I just didn't want to do it because I knew I wasn't going to prove what I knew because I didn't know anything (laughs) or it felt like I didn't know anything. Well, I think it is more that latter, uh, the latter one of you, feeling like you didn't know anything because remember in 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 pass yeah spoiler alert everyone in case you haven't realized yet daniel is a student of mine in pass um i asked you i said okay what's the answer to this what's the answer to this how do you solve this how do you do that and you were able to do it so there's nothing in there that you weren't able to do and i knew you were prepared for it it was just you having to get out of that mindset and you know when you sit in the exam it's a totally different I guess, thought process. Yeah. Well, um, I guess one of the questions I have for Isha, because it was something I was also going to talk about, but I want to hear what she says first, but how do you approach the actual exam itself when you get into the exam? So Mm -hmm. if you're, you've got, let's say you've got 10 minutes perusal time, what do you do with your perusal time? So the first thing I do is I go through the entire exam as quick as possible. Um, because in the past, when I first started having perusal time, I just take my time going through the questions and 
like, you know, see if I could answer each one and then I'd run out of time to go through the whole exam. <laughs> so step one, quickly flick through all the pages, see how long the exam is, get an idea of the topics. Um, step two is I kind of go back through the exam a bit more slowly and have a look at the ones that I'm feeling less confident about. Maybe the ones that have longer answers, maybe the ones that I can't quite remember the answers to and um, spend a bit more time on that. The third thing, um, if you're allowed to write during perusal, I always plan my time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that makes such a difference. And I always plan to have some time to check at the end. Um, so one thing I want to uh, probably say straight up is things do not go to plan. Like 99% <laughs> of the time, they do not. But it is so That's worth true. planning out your time because at least you can see where you're, where you're trekking. So if you're like, okay, I was going to spend half an hour on part one, but it's now 45 minutes. Um, yes, I'm going to finish this in the next five minutes, but either A, I have to work more quickly on the next two parts, or B, I just have to accept that I'm going to have less time at the end to look through the answers. Um, and at least it gives you an idea of where you are, uh, because sometimes if, if you don't plan out your time, it kind of feels like you're going in blind and you're just kind of like rushing through it and you don't know if you're on time, if you're behind time, or if you're actually giving yourself more time. How about you? How do you approach your exam? Uh really poorly actually um <laughs> but i want to hear maha martin approaches his exams since he's about to graduate um and he's got his last two yeah. exams coming up so for the last 600 years of university that you've been at martin uh how have you approached your exams each trimester um it's actually quite funny because it's it's evolved every trimester i have not taken an exam the same since i started just because you know experience has told me that how to improve and how to do better I think my current one is, is actually quite similar to Isha's. Um, I'm quite fortunate, though, in the sense that my exams are never long because in engineering or in, in the math courses I do, we only have, say, maybe four questions, three questions, um, and that's our exam. We have two hours to do three or four questions. So it's not really about, for me, um, trying to find which question is the easiest or which one do I do first or it's more about looking through it trying to understand the question most of my questions my exams are um, you're allowed to write during perusal so for me it's about trying to pick apart different aspects or at least to memory dump if I can so if there's something I know I need to remember I'll just dump it for each question um, so for me the planning aspect of it is to firstly understand what I'm being asked. Um, for any of my past students in chat, you'll know that I love the uh, study skill of RTFQ. Um, and that's that's essentially it for me is that the first thing I have to do is read the fucking question. I need to look at it. <gasps> what is it asking? Were, were you trying to process it there for a second, Isha? I was like, RTFQ. I was like, I wonder what that is. I was going to ask you. <laughs> that's so funny. There we so go. So true yeah, though. Like, amen. Mm -hmm. so that that that's that's one that i love um and yeah and yeah now jackie's got rtfe um which is <laughs> the, the new one new one for me because i clearly can't do that one so that, that's a study skill in progress jackie we, we we're going with it um but yeah so i i read the question i try and pick it apart because you know if i've got three questions they're obviously not short questions if i've got three questions to do in two hours they're quite long so i have to figure out what it's asking me what are the steps i need and kind of try and plan a breakdown of each. Um, I still do look at what's easiest and what's hardest um, and try and get a plan. Like there's some questions that are very similar to practice questions I have during the semester. So I'll, I'll 
look at doing those and trying to memory dump them. But then the harder ones, it's it's a bit more about breaking it down and trying to actually deconstruct or figure out what what do I know and how can I apply what I know to those questions? Because the the main thing, like I get a lot of students who will, and, and I can rationalize it. Like I understand why, because back when I was in first and second year, I did the same thing, but students will come out of an exam and they'll say, oh my God, they didn't, we didn't learn this. Why was this in the exam? We haven't been taught this. No, that's not true. That is 100% wrong. You do know this. You have learned, uh, been taught it. You just haven't been able to unlock the knowledge you need to get there. So that's the thing for me. It's about that. I guess, mental resilience um, and knowing that it has been taught, it's in there somewhere. I have to figure out just how to get from point A to, to point B from my question to my answer. Um, so that's that's typically my perusal time is, is yeah, it's pretty good at the moment. Um, we'll see how we go. I've got two exams left and then I graduate, so I'm hoping I don't screw uh, screw those two up at the, at the final hurdle, but <laughs> we'll see how we go. Mr. Of course, AD. you aren't. So, Mr. Eighty out of eighty here, worrying about his oh. final. <laughs> oh, I might just add to that as well. Mm. Um, when you see, like, when you're doing your exam, like, if you see a question, one thing I want to say is, like, don't panic if you don't know it. Because when I was younger, I know I used to. I used to see it and be like, oh my god, I have no idea what this is. I didn't study this hard enough. Um, and then you panic, and that just kind of ruins the rest of the exam it a little bit for it. you. No, it throws right. you off a little, doesn't it? Um, so always like, it's exactly what Daniel said, and I love that you said that, um, is that the exam is really about proving to yourself um, what you know as well. So if you have a look at a question and you're not sure what it is, like A, just give it some time. Like if you can, try and word dump and write what you think you know about the question. Um, and B, look sometimes, and this just comes back to timing, sometimes you just have to force yourself to leave the question and come back to it later. And do you know what? Sometimes you do have that spontaneous moment later on where you're like, oh my gosh, I actually do know what that is. I do know what the answer is. And you mm -hmm. go back um, and add the answer or even just part of the answer because um, every little bit helps. Because um, yeah, it really, it's you, the exam and what you know. Um, and sometimes you can make miracles happen and sometimes you can't. And that's okay too. I I have found it, it's it's quite, I guess, frightening really in the sense that I have had those moments many times where I'm just like, I have no idea. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I can't answer this. This is going to be blank. And then I'll get towards the end of the exam. And it's while I'm doing another question, it's kind of like a light bulb, like, oh my God, I know this. And then I'll obviously go back and, and, and start. So I, I do have that, those moments. And it is quite reassuring, at least now that I have, you know, I have so many exams that I've taken. Uh, I've got that experience of knowing, okay, I don't have to stress because it, it might come. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe this is the one time it doesn't. But I have the experience knowing that there's no point in stressing throughout it because it's not going to help you at all. Honestly, it's lurking like a superpower. If you can look at a question and <laughs> and not freak out and just be like, look, I might have to accept that this is going to be blank and that's how I'll yeah. hand it in. It yeah. is a superpower being able to do that. Like, yeah. It happens. It does. And there's something you mentioned in there, Martin, about um, students coming out of out of exams going, I wasn't taught this or whatever. Mm. That I feel like for at least the two that we know are here, my uh, first year linear students uh, mm. slash engineering math students, you guys are probably going to experience that because Tim has already told yes. you that yes. the exam is going to be written with the idea that you have access to all of your yes. resources. So that's another really big thing that I want to throw out there for any of the online 
um, exams at the moment um, in that if you have um, open, one second. <laughs> I do agree with him. Uh, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Um, look at what they're telling you you have access to. So for my first years, they have what Tim has basically called open everything. <laughs> you have, mm. you can use any calculator you want. You can have any resources you want. You can use any resources on the internet to solve the questions. Um, and when somebody asked him, oh, okay, so does that mean it's going to be harder? He has said, well, no, it's not necessarily going to be harder, but it is going to be different because you're not just going to be tested on what you've learned, but you're going to have to show that you can apply what you've learned as well. And I think that idea does scare some, pe some people and it will be the difference between a distinction and a high distinction student from what I've learned recently slash last year about the definitions of what the university sees as a high distinction and a distinction student, um, which I don't have the official um, words, 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 words. Martin talk. Um, no, yeah. It, it And it's a good point to raise in the sense that a lot of students will panic when they have that sort of online exam. I, I'm, I've expressed this in all my past sessions this week, and I will do so tomorrow. I am concerned, not really in the ability of my students. I'm concerned that maybe I wouldn't have prepared them enough for it because I, I had no idea it was online, um, and that they had open open access to everything. So. You know, I spent so much time trying to develop the study skills and things like that for them. I wish I spent a little more time trying for, to develop the, I guess, application side of it, because that's a skill that's really difficult for them in general, like for, for first and second years in general, it's difficult to, like, it's very easy to know how to do something, a procedure to follow it. But when you have to start getting that, and this is what we try and hammer home with past those higher order critical thinking skills of, you know, applying it and trying to not get them to just remember things and, and follow steps. It's difficult. Uh, and, you know, with open access to anything, this is where they're really going to be tested on that. It's not something where we're kind of like, oh, yeah, you need to know how to have these higher order critical thinking skills because you're going to need it down the track. No, they're going to need it in this exam. Um, so that's what's going to be, I guess, a bit interesting. And that's that's actually going to be the focus of our exam buster is how they can make sure that they're applying content to their exam instead of just learning the, you know, the steps to do it, because that's what they're going to need to do. It's not going to be just an exam where they can, you know, look at their books, they'll have an answer. That's not like that. So that's the, I guess, the issue with online learning is that th that is an option that lecturers can and are rightfully expected to take. But it means that students really need to be aware that it's not going to be a straightforward exam, and that's okay, but they shouldn't stress about it. Yeah, it's it's not something to worry about. Um, the words I was trying to say before was the that it was actually Tim that told me the definitions between a distinction and a high distinction student, and I don't have the official university, um, again, words for what they want, want those to be, because uh, I can't think of the words still, but uh, pretty much what I was going into my degree thinking was what a seven slash high distinction student was expected. 
Tim actually enlightened me to say, well, no, that's actually what the university views as a credit to a, to a distinction student. So mm -hmm. I was actually, and this is something I feel like a lot of students will be doing to themselves too, and that's putting yourself under more pressure than you actually need to be. Um, like, yeah, it's great if you come through with a seven. And for me, the, the idea of me getting a seven is I knew all that content and I knew how to how to do it and i could do any question that they gave me on the exam and that that makes me feel really good but by the university's definition and by, by what tim was telling me that that's actually just at a distinction level what the high distinction students are expected to be able to do is take exactly what we've just talked about those higher higher order thinking and the critical thinking towards it and going okay well for example, I don't know much about human biology, so I won't even try and use it <laughs> as an example. Maybe you can come up with one, Isha, but Martin, <laughs> you, you, you and I will know it like for, for like a matrix. Mm. Yeah, we know how to do a matrix. We know how to find a determinant of a matrix. We might yeah. know how to find, you know, how to multiply matrices. That's great. But what Tim might then give you in the exam is how then do you use the, that multiplication of those matrices to find something else that's more important? And it's like, okay, well, how can I do that? And it's like, oh, wait, we learned about eigenvalues as well. So it's not just connecting that I'm multiplying these two matrices, but I might have to multiply them and then find their determinant. Or I might have to multiply these matrices and then find their eigenvalues. And then that'll give me the answer that he's actually after. And it's not just one step of the learning that you've learned but all these different steps and mm. that's that's all that is like do you, do you have an example you could potentially think of for, for your courses isha for that sort of stuff um in a manner of speaking but not as much so for the early biology courses like uh human biology and biological systems and even chemistry a lot of it is really the basics so most of it is kind of um, it's more recall than application. I think application uh, more comes in your later subjects. Um, but I would probably apply that to just learning the content. I think that so helps um, with human biology, especially if you can integrate the content you've learned early on with the content you've learned later, um, things start making more sense. If you can actually reason with yourself why um, the adaptive immune system is more effective or if you can understand um, why... I guess um, the macular denser cells are so important um, in the kidney. Uh, that logic is going to help you remember that information for the future. And that is also using those higher order thinking skills. It's a good thing I knew exactly what Asia yep. was saying. All the words. Total <laughs> sense. As soon as she started talking, I just started nodding my head going, yep, that sounds... Asia no, knows what they're... she's talking about. She She could be completely wrong, but she's no, saying it with, yeah, no, she's saying it with confidence, so I believe her. The point she was making was really valid, though, about yes. having that foundation level of understanding and then using that, I guess, the recall in first year, yeah, it works great. But then when you get into your second, third, fourth year and you need to start having that application, you need to have a good foundation. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. So it's it's a very good point. And, it, you know, I, doing the science half of my degree, I can actually definitely see how that works and, and where that applies because I... I haven't actually considered that or really thought about it, but you know, looking back now in hindsight, yeah, that's very true. And it you do have that sort of stepwise approach to the to the biosciences and and that sort of thing. Um, and one other thing too, that and again, not because I like name dropping them a lot, but something that Tim actually told me too 
when I was talking to him about it on the tram randomly this trimester um, was, yeah, because I happened to run into him on the tram. So we got chatting about things and he's like, there's so many different things that students miss when doing exams that he, like him as a, him as a lecturer and him as the person that's written the exam is like, if they just done this little bit more, it would have been fine. And the thing he was talking about was actually something I'm guilty of, and I know I'm guilty of. So I, this is sort of, sort of me explaining how I approach exams, and I know it's wrong because I've literally had a lecturer tell me in not uncertain words that, I, that my approach is wrong. But I go from question one, and I work to the end, and I try and do every question. And if I get to a question I'm not real sure at, I will will nut away at it for a little while until I go, you know what, I can't do this one, I'll move on to the next one. But it's such a bad thing to do. And I know it's a bad thing to do, but it's the way I've always approached it. And I can't break that. But something that Tim mentioned to me is that a lot of other students, not just me, do that. And they miss out on some really easy marks because the way he will write a maths exam, for example, is he'll put all the vectors at the beginning and then all of the complex numbers next and then all the matrices, but he'll start with the really easy questions that may only be worth one mark, but there's like eight of them. And then there'll be one question at the end that's worth five marks. And that'll take you three times as long to do as the one that gave you the 10 one marks. Mm. And so instead of doing all the one mark questions, people will get stuck on this one question and be spending all their time trying to get five marks. When it's like, if you'd just gone on to the next question and done the next eight, you would have gotten an, a just as many, if not more marks from easier questions. So that's something that I'm actively going to go into my, my exam and not just because Tim partially wrote it. Um, but I'm going to go into my exam with this idea that it's okay for me to skip over a question if it takes me too long to think about the process because the next question might be only worth one mark, but if I get a whole bunch of one marks, they're going to count for something bigger in the end. And I think that that's something that not just me as a student struggles with, but I think a lot of people struggle with because I've done that in my past sessions this trimester, and my students can, can attest to this. I will put a really, really, really stupid hard question as the first question. And they will sit there the entire past session trying to work on it. I'm like, but why didn't you go to question two and three? You could have solved those in 10 minutes. <laughs> like, th and that would be my study skill for the week is don't just go to the first question and go, okay, I need to do this. Because if you just go into that and you just do that one question, you might not get anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's sort of me that's answering cool. the uh, my approach to exams. And I know it's not a good approach. And... I'm still working on it and that's okay. No, and that's the thing. Like it is a learning process and you'll get there eventually, hopefully. That's that that's what I'm aiming for for you at least. But we'll 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 figure that out when we get there. make me sound like I'm a lost course. <laughs> you, no, it's more than you'll fix. You're very fixed in how you do things, so it's very difficult to make you change your track. So that's that's why it's a chip away type thing. <laughs> no, but you've got such good self-awareness, Daniel, because, look, mm. that is such a good point, and that's probably the second thing I'd say about approaching my exams. So, yes, I told you guys how I approach perusal, the actual exam, um, and I didn't used to do this either, Daniel, I used Ooh. to do the same thing as you, um, <laughs> is, is, yes, go through um, all the questions that you can do. That's the first thing you should do. So go through the questions that you uh, are easier and that you already know the answer through, and then go through the exam a second time. 
and do the questions that were a little bit more difficult, but you can still handle. And then go through the exam a third time and start addressing those questions you haven't started addressing yet. And it takes a lot of self-control to go past a question you're struggling with. Oh, um, yeah. But sometimes you have to. And do you know what? You might find that you, you're at a question you struggle a bit. You go to the next one and you struggle with that too. And you go to the next one and you struggle with that too. And then you can just go back to the first one again. Like it's it's not an issue if you keep feeling like you're struggling. Just mm. keep moving and keep adding things and keep getting those marks. I agree. That's the well, perfect that, way. That also comes into too what you were mentioning about have that that time management so that you mm. can get through and yeah, you might have to re-go through the, the, the exam three times, but you've allocated the time to do that. So mm. you're not going to be there going through it the first time and then the starting your second run and they're like, five minutes remaining, and you're like, what? <laughs> so um, the other thing too that may sound counterintuitive um, at first, but if you write an answer and you're really confident that that's the right answer and you're rechecking through yeah. it later. And I'm, I'm saying this because, again, not to call out my one of my students in the chat, but I know he's done this in both of his quizzes this trimester. Uh, it's not Drew, it's the other, other, other particular student. Um, but he, he said to me after I've checked with him, like, how'd you go on your quiz? And he's like, oh, look, I got 18 out of 20 or whatever and i'm like okay well what happened he's like i had the right answer and then i second guessed myself so i changed it <laughs> and it's like sometimes you just got to go with your gut and go okay yeah that is the right answer and then look at it again later and if you're not quite sure maybe don't change the entire answer mm -hmm. stick with what what you initially thought and then really think about it and go does this make logical sense because i don't know how he went went with them and and how he why he changed his mind i didn't get that into it with him but it's something i've done as well and i think you'll remember from my first quiz martin the one thing i screwed up mm. was the thing that i second guessed myself on yep. and then after i finished working it out the way that i'd second guessed myself on doing it i looked at the time and went well this can't be right because i actually had confirmation that the answer was wrong yeah because of the working that i'd had to do and I couldn't go back and redo all the working because I had five minutes left. Mm -hmm. And if I just stuck with what I thought I had to do the first time, I would have the answer the first time. Oh, but yeah. I second-guessed myself and went, no, no, it can't be that. i got to go with this instead. And I went with that and got the wrong answer. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's a good skill for students to kind of try to remember that second guessing themselves especially if they know they have the right answer go with your gut that that's the best thing you can do is go with what your gut says um, i have to agree with that as well like my first university quiz mm. i second guessed myself so much oh, and i no. made like you know you come out of a quiz and sounds like oh i messed this up because i did this mm. someone also say oh i just realized i did this question wrong because i misunderstood it so no. i had like six people telling me they did six different things so uh -oh. six people telling me they did six wrong things for six different questions, and I had uh, done that for all six questions. That was my first oh university no. quiz. I was like, oh, oh. No. it is important that. not to second guess yourself and to trust your gut. And part of that is probably the pressure you put on yourself that I have to get this right. What if this is wrong? Yeah. Um, and that's just coming back to that whole thing that it's, it's you, it's your knowledge, it's the exam, and it's what you can prove to yourself. And the less pressure you have on, your, on yourself, the better you're going to do. That's true. So I am conscious of time for you, Isha, and we will get to mm. questions. So I do have one question, um, last one. We, 
Daniel and I, at least, and I'm sure many of the other leaders, have you as the embodiment of a perfect past leader. We, we, we oh my really... gosh, I wish, I wish. That is such a lie. <laughs> we, we really do quite, uh, quite look up to you and how you are. Don't the spread these leader. false rumors, Martin. There are impressionable students on this. <laughs> okay, we won't, we won't spread any lies. Isha I mean, is actually the perfect past leader. I'm sorry, Isha. I'm not. Jack, I'm Jackie so is not. Jackie is just such a chat, so you can't you can't disagree. Jackie, with it, yeah. <laughs> Jackie's even throwing you under the bus, so everyone except you believes it. So exactly. Um, so the point I was making is we ha- we have this idea that you are this perfect past leader, perfect model student, and everything. So my question to you is, what is your worst exam habit? What is the one thing that if you you're thinking you always do and you know it's wrong? My worst exam habit. Mm. I've kind of got, I've kind of got two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one would be, um, like I keep on talking about time management, and that's because that's my biggest issue. Like I spend yeah. too long on questions. So there'll be, an, there'll be a question, and it'll be like a two mark question, and I'll be like, I'm just gonna answer this super succinctly, and I'll write the answer, and it'll be like five lines, and I'll be like, I should not have spent that much time on that question. <laughs> um, and I especially, I just keep doing that, especially with the questions that are worth a little more, um. So there's probably that. Mm-hmm. Um, my other worst exam habit is probably, and this is more applicable to my med exams, I guess, and that is probably um, second guessing myself and kind of freaking out about the answer because um, mm-hmm. it's so important to keep on moving and really try and rationalize the answer with yourself. Um, and look, at the end of the day, if you don't, the, don't know the answer, you don't know the answer. And sometimes your gut knows the answer and you just got to go with your gut. Um, so I think it's, finding that balance with time management and being able to say that it's okay not to know the answer and it's okay if this is the wrong answer, but just go with this because this is what you've got. Perfect. Not that we were trying to find a fault in you, but we had to, to make sure you were, you know, not some uh, godly being just uh, very funny. I just find it so (laughs) ironic that Martin is the one calling me a perfect past leader. When you have the most fantastic sessions I've observed Martin I think three or four times now. And this man had the most amazing energy the last time I did this observation. And then I found out he had like three hours of sleep the night before. And I was like, <laughs> okay, clearly an ideal I can't reach, but I will aspire for you, aspire oh, towards you, Martin. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I, I, have, I have many regrets about opening this conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, see. I get to sit back here and be like, I get to listen to two of the best past leaders while uh, I'm still. I still Dan- just go into my past sessions treating my students like they're my friends, and that's how we we run it. So I think that's how we all tried to do it. So clearly, you're on the right track, and you. I was going to say, I, I learned that from you. So it works. I mean, that's the thing, and that's what we, you know, Asia can. Oh well, you can too, actually. Now, as because you are a senior leader, yes. when we do when we do train new leaders, <laughs> we try to, I guess let them know a bit about how we run our sessions because we want we know what works and we want to let them know that they have these options available for them to i guess try to emulate or take the good parts out or take the good points out from uh how they see us and how they view us so you know it's that's the goal and we do have a great team that uh because of that um daniel uh jackie has said that you did get leader of the week Twice now, technically. So, he has, uh, he has. So, uh, so, uh, <laughs> okay, 
getting it twice <laughs> in the week doesn't mean as much when literally everyone got it the second week. <laughs> okay, but you've still got it more times than me, so you do have bragging rights. And yeah, I'd just that's... like to highlight that clearly anything Martin or Daniel say about their own capabilities as past leaders is clearly false. So oh. I would encourage you guys not to listen to that. Ah, oh dear. I, um... I, have, I have many regrets about this. On to questions. <laughs> On to questions yeah. now. Have we, got any, have we got any questions from we the do. chat? Has Michael collected some queries? Yes, we, we do. We do have questions. So we've got one from Shay. This is completely off topic, but I like hey! it, it's, it. I love the off topic questions. So firstly, she asks, how do you come up with activities for your sessions? What's your thought process? Uh, she would love a glimpse behind the scenes. Um, okay. Um, just shout out to Shay. You're amazing. I love your activities. I love your aesthetics. Shay is just amazing as a past leader. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> um, I, I go through the week's content. And so I try, to, I try to skim it and I try to write like kind of brief notes on everything. And then I go back through and highlight what I think the students are going to struggle with most. So if mm. there's content that I'm like, look, I think they can learn this on their own, I tend to skim over that. And then I choose, um, then I highlight the other topics. Um, and then when I try to come up with the activities, sometimes it just, like, sometimes it just jumps out at you that, oh, this would be fun to do. Mm. Um, other times I kind of just think of, like, I guess, like, the basic set of activities that are at your disposal so i've been doing mm -hmm. online for a while so i'd be thinking like um do i want to do a fill in the blanks do i want to um match you know match different things um do i want to have them do a table label a diagram um and then i i like doing fun things um i feel like i haven't been able to do it as much recently um but so sometimes i just kind of look for how can i insert some random disney character here or give this like a funny scenario um <laughs> That's so good. Oh, and, yeah, and obviously, Daniel points yes, out. and Daniel's got some awesome uh, friends there in the back. Um, and then also just being inspired, hey, also just being inspired by other past leaders as well. Um, mm. So in case the students don't know, so as I alluded to earlier, um, we often observe each other as past leaders to give each other feedback. And it is so awesome seeing the activities that other leaders do. Um, and I think that's just always... Um, always gives you more ideas for the next thing. That's true. I, I love the observations more than anything because I can steal ideas. Not going to lie, I have never used butcher's paper in all four years I've done pass. This trimester, after I was observing someone, I can't remember who, they were using the butcher, butcher's paper, and I was in a bit of a like a, a slump with pass in terms of creativity and things. And I saw how well the butcher's paper worked. And I went to Kaylee. So Kaylee's my um, Calc 2 um, co-leader. Co-leader, thank you. Um, and I was like, can we try the butcher's paper? I really want to try the butcher's paper. Can we do it in our sessions? Um, and then we did. So her, uh, we tried it in her, section, her session first. Um, and it worked so well. Like it solved every single problem that we had with our self-reflections and what was going wrong. And that was simply because I observed someone and thought, Let's just try this. Butcher's paper. Simplest idea. You guys in bio have been doing it from the start. Never considered it because I thought, ah, it's a bit of a creative thing. We don't really use it for math. Wrong. We can use it and it works really well. So, you know, Mackenzie's just said big yes to stealing other people's activities. <laughs> big yes to stealing that butcher's paper too because she's very good at taking all the butcher's paper at the end and, and taking <laughs> everyone's ideas whether they've because nobody wants to keep their butcher's paper at the end and so Mackenzie literally just comes through and hoovers them all up and is like yep 
Mm-hmm. I've got Mackenzie, everyone's ideas. I respect that. Absolutely. <laughs> so what a golden re- idea. It's a really good study skill for students as well. And Mackenzie is the one taking advantage of it here because she will, no one wants to take it. We'll tell them, take photos of it, take the butcher's paper. No one wants it. So what she does is essentially collects every group's butcher's paper. So she has all these resources for herself now. So it's, yeah, like literally we were sitting there doing our quiz the other day and she's like, do you want me to pull out the butcher's paper? And we're like, you don't have the butcher's paper. And she had this one little pocket at the front of her, her laptop bag and it literally had all of the trimester's butcher's paper. <laughs> oh it's my like, gosh, Mackenzie, it's, it's you like are fantastic. Thing. It was absolutely hilarious, but also like, holy crap, that's a really good idea. Just to, Actually like a life hack. Mm, just to, to throw it out there, uh, I know we went on for like, five minutes answering that question, but Hillary has answered it in two words to summarize how you do your amazing sessions. Natural talent is what she says. Oh, that is such a lie. I have to say, I appreciate you keep on name dropping people because now I can also mention how amazing Hillary is and her, like I am so inspired by her slide designs and her activities Mm. um, because I got a chance to look through a lot of her stuff as well. Shout out to Hillary. And also natural talent is like, a lie, complete lie. You guys, people are gonna come to my past sessions next week and be next trimester and be like, "Where is this amazing person we heard about?" There's just this ordinary person here giving me butcher's paper and colored markers. Uh that is that's a very easy like, way to sell yourself short. I was gonna say, if anyone comes into one of your past sessions and thinks that they've clearly, clearly not gotten the memo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, guys, we are open to a few more questions now. Um. If you have anything about exams you want to ask Isha or anything in general, feel free. She is an incredible senior leader. She's been doing pass for a few years now too. So she has a wealth of experience. Um. And you, you, as you could probably tell from this um podcast, she does have such an amazing skill set behind her because of how long and how experienced she is. One thing while people are coming up with questions, I'll ask Isha about since it's something that she was working with Zena and uh, Highland on last mm-hmm. year. But what mm-hmm. was it like creating that um, resource bank that you've given it's us so as good. past leaders? Because I'll be honest, I, I kind of sold it short on, uh, I, I've got in my head what yeah. I'm going to do for math and I'm never going to need to use this. But I was really stuck for a study skill one week and I opened it up and I was like, holy crap, there's so many study skills in here. And then I used one that was just like there on the tip of my tongue, but I'd never thought about actually saying. Um, so how did, can you talk about the creative process that you girls went through with that? And I guess give a shout out to Zena and, and Highland. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that it helped. Um, Zena and Highland are absolute queens. Um, so the way the way that worked, I think was, um, I think a lot of past leaders struggled coming up with a different study um, skill every session. And I think maybe this was like kind of soonish after observations and we were like, you know, like some people are doing some really cool stuff. Like it'd be nice if everyone got to, um, you know, I guess be exposed to these ideas. Um, so we approached Jackie and Jackie's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and so I guess the way that worked, it was a mammoth task. It was a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was worth it. It was really interesting. So Zena and Hyland and I, each, um, we got all the past leaders and split them into three groups and divided that between us. And we basically went through like every past leader's activities and noted down any study skills that they had. Um, so obviously if there were like, if people had the same study skill, we wouldn't note it down again. Um, 
So basically, we took down everyone else's study skills. We added our own study skills. So that was kind of like phase one. Um, and then we kind of compared what we had, saw what overlapped. Um, then we wrote a first draft of everything, and we kind of grouped the study skills um, by, like, you know, exam strategy or how to write your notes or how to remember things. Um, so we kind of had that draft one, and then we shared that with each other and added anything that had been missed or added to things that were overlapping. Um, then we added in some examples um, from the awesome past leaders that we had been um, looking at in their from their sessions and their session plans. Um, and then we went through it a couple of times, and that was that. That's phenomenal. Oh, my God. Sounds like way too much work. Oh, uh, we, had, we had, the, um, we had like, Jack is very generous with how much time she gave us there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Xena and Highland were absolutely amazing to work with, like, so organized, so on top of everything. Um, so that was, it was fun. It was really cool. You know, you know what else sounds like a lot of work, Daniel? What? Shay's uh, way to win the survey competition. Oh, my God. God. Ooh, I haven't heard of this. I think, I think, Shay, I, I, I outed her to my students and I'm like, apparently mm. I screwed up by giving you guys all of this stuff for free. I should have been holding it ransom till the end of the trimester, but mm. would you like to out her strategy? I, I kind of do because I'm both annoyed and impressed at the same time. I'm annoyed because I can't do it. That's why I'm annoyed at it. Uh, Me too. And I, I, I genuinely, when, our Nathan spy, we, we have a little Nathan spy who, who gathered intel and told us about this, this little plan. So when that spy told us, I was in a past session and I just stood there. Like, I, I just stood there. I was trying to think, oh, my God, this is the most genius thing ever. I need to do it. And then I thought about it and I don't have time to do it. So I, I don't know how she did it, but I, I couldn't. Um, but to, to summarize, Shay... Uh, so I obviously came up with the idea of incentivizing, uh, despite what Daniel might call it. I incentivize students to do the survey with chocolates. And I'm still doing that now. So that that's that's doing pretty well at the moment, um, working with that. But uh, our Shay Shay went up to it. She did. Instead of she incentivized them with a summary of the entire coursework. Holy moly, you're kidding. Is she, isn't she doing human biology? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, Shay. I, I, I how do we beat that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, what was it, like 150 responses day one? Yeah, no, she's, yeah, she killed it. Oh like, my gosh, Shay, that's amazing. Like 150, I don't think we even got 150 responses last year when we were pushing our students to do it, but no. she got 150 in like a day and I'm mm. just like, okay, cool. Well, I'm out of that competition. Absolutely I'm, phenomenal effort. Wow. It's it's incredible. I'm still trying for second though. I am, uh, oh, Kem in second place. I'm not surprised Kem is in second place because uh, they do have a, a, okay. a lot of... Here's the reason I'm dirty about it, though, because I was using my, my for linear algebra, the course is basically divided up into five different topics. Mm. Okay. And as an incentive to attend more sessions or to come to my quiz busters and stuff, I was giving out those summaries that I'd done <laughs> last year as, as an incentive for them to come to those things. Then I get to the end of the year, uh, end of the trimester, and here's Shade basically doing the exact same thing, but for her, her surveys. And I'm like, I screwed up here. 
You did. You I, screwed up. I have been giving this stuff away for free just because I really like my students. Not saying she doesn't, um, but I, I really like my students and I just wanted to reward them for coming to my sessions. And then it turns out, oh, look, I probably should have been holding it as a ransom for, for them doing a survey. Mm. So, so funny. I'm actually kind of dirty about it because I'm like, I already had those. Like, I wouldn't have had to do any extra work. I had them prepared from last year. And Shay's literally just taken that Bad idea and, and used it for surveys. So I'm like, okay, cool. Sweet. Bad luck. I, I love you, Shay, but I really don't like you at the moment. <laughs> I think both are legendary efforts and both will help students in different ways. Yeah. And Dan, uh, Daniel, you could you low-key do that, actually. Though you could be like, well, I will make all of my summaries available. Ooh. Or the people I mean, yeah. who do the survey. That's a good idea. But the the thing I've I've decided about my surveys, instead of wanting to win the most surveys, I just want to get the best feedback. So I'm I'm gonna make sure all of the people that oh. come to my my exam buster <laughs> do it because they're the people I wanna hear from. Because they're the mm. ones that came to five or more sessions. Not saying that those people that Quality. didn't make it to, to five or more sessions don't have an opinion. They can have an opinion. Mm -hmm. But I value the opinion of the people that were in the trenches with me every week. <laughs> Uh, going through through this turmoil of a trimester with me, so those guys that came to every every like have more than five attendances, I want to hear from them. I want to hear what they have to say because you know you might have gone to one past session, you might have been like, oh man, he he smelled like dung that day, and yeah, okay, I stepped in some <laughs> dung on the way to the session, but like I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about the people that have come every other week and been mm. like, okay, well, this really worked for Daniel, but this was also really crap. Um, and that happened every week. Like, I didn't get emails as feedback, but every week I told my students, give me feedback. And one week they were just like, you know what? We really like your cahoots, but this one was too long. Can we just do the worksheet instead? And I was like, okay, sweet, cool. I'll stop doing a cahoot. And they're like, no, 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 don't stop. Just don't make sure it like a, just don't make it like seventeen questions. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Just a shout out to the students here. Like, honestly, your feedback makes such a difference. Um, because, like, yes, like it's nice getting um, uh, positive feedback. It makes us feel good as well. Um, but like hearing what you guys want changed about past, hearing maybe mm. what put you off coming to past initially, or why you didn't come to um, five or more sessions. It's really important for us as well because PASS is designed for you guys, for the students. So whatever we can do better for you guys, we want to do that. And that's the thing. Like I, I, I've had my students show me some of their feedback, even though it's meant to be an anonymous survey. They've showed me what they've said about me. <laughs> Didn't um, one student do it on the projector this week? One student did it on the projector this week. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was Daniel. Um, <laughs> So I've had students show me their feedback and, and the students that show me their feedback have been really nice, like too nice. They've, they've been all positives, really nice, praising, blah, blah, blah. And I really appreciate it. Like that, that's what drives me and makes me happy. But I do want that negative feedback too. Like that's the main thing. I put thing negative is. feedback on there. I said, you smell. And you told me to take that out because it was unprofessional. I don't know why you're allowed to do a survey. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, the one incentivizing no. with chocolate that's true but yeah no that positive and negative feedback is really vital for us particularly because we do use it to reflect and and see how we can improve like i uh, i would be perfectly happy if my linear algebra students were like can we have a pass leader that isn't daniel because <laughs> i ran so many sessions this trimester if they're like can we just like 
not have you, that'd be fine too. Even uh, I doubt Dan- anyone would ever want to say that. Agreed. Even uh, Dan is on the bribing train, so I don't think I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get out of that. Okay, we do have two questions before. Oh, we excellent! Have to... We actually have relevant questions. Yes, we before we have to let Isha go back to her busy schedule. So the first one was from Shay again. Um, let me scroll up. People talk a lot today. Oh my god! We got a chatty um, chat, over. We? we do have a chatty chat. Okay, so how different are exams in undergrad versus postgrad? Um, do you know what? I think the experience is quite different for me than it would be for other postgraduate students. Mm-hmm. Um, just because medicine is quite a different degree, in yep. that it's it's kind of um built again from the ground up. Um. In the sense that when you start med, everyone is z- assumed to have zero medical, zero science knowledge. So you're just yep. kind of taught everything again, relevant to medicine from the base up. Um, if I had to say how they were different, med med is the questions are very clinically based. So it's it's kind of like human biology content, but the questions you're being tested with are a lot more clinically relevant, a lot more application. Um, so I guess, and I guess you would find that in most postgraduate degrees, is it's taking you one step further. So if it's telling you, if you have to know, for example, the um, the menstrual cycle, you have to know about luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone and eggs and sperms and things like that. The question might not be about what the function of the hormone is, but it might be about um, how many days, you know, what day would this particular woman fall pregnant, or what do you think would happen in this particular scenario. Um, so I I couldn't speak for all postgraduate degrees, but I would probably suspect that it would be quite similar, that it does shift to being more application-based. Makes sense. That's, yeah, that, that's cool. That's a really insightful answer, I think, actually. On a random uh, side note, that, that topic seemed really interesting, and I might need to talk to you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, then last question we've got is from Dan, of course. Uh, he asks... Dan. What is your most memorable past session? My most memorable past session? He's asked out of every guest so far. I think he has. Has he? Okay. Oh, let me think. It would have to be a session from my first year, which was face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> really putting her on the spot here with it. Yeah. All right. Well, there was one past session um, where I rocked up with an activity. Um, I had all these cutouts, and I was, like, really excited to do this activity. It was about plants. It was biological systems. Um, and I had two students come, come to the session. Um, and one student had not done any of the content or any of the lectures. Um, so he had no idea what was going on. And I was like, oh, it's all right. We'll help you. Um, and the other student there was helping him out as well. And in the end, it actually, like, kind of worked out. Like, we kind of got somewhere, um, which is kind of nice. And then the next session... Um, the student who had kind of who had a bit of background knowledge before she came, she came to the next session as well, and I had two more students. Um, and then the activity just kind of worked even better because there are more students who um, remember the content, and then she kind of had an idea of what was going on as well. Um, so that was kind of a nice change, I suppose, from the start of the session, which was like, this is not going to work at all. I should have planned something oh else. The kind of being like, oh, actually, you know what? You can kind of change this a bit, and you can adapt it a bit. Um, and I mean, when the students are happy to go with the activity and happy to try, like, I mean, it, do, it does work in the end. 
Um, and I think that's a nice feeling to know that they've taken something away from the session. Because I think the worst feeling is when you get to the end mm. of the session and think, yep. that was terrible. I don't know if they learned anything. I think that I confused them. Um, which is another reason we really value your feedback. So you can tell mm. us when we ramble too much or use tricky questions. Yeah, I am a, a very big uh, issue. I have a big issue with that, definitely. A lot of people will tell me that I talk too much. <laughs> also, like really quick shout out to Dan. Dan has like some of the most creative activities ever. I'm so sorry. It's not on purpose. I love it. No, they, I everyone love just it. happens to be it. an amazing pass leader. I just remember um, you said most memorable pass session. I actually thought of one of Dan's. Um, like at the end of biological <laughs> at the end of trimester two of my first year of uni. Um, I just decided to rock up to his final pass session for no reason. Um, it was Fundamentals of Biochemistry. And he was doing this activity where everyone was standing in a circle. And he just had this massive inflatable ball. I was like, what? And you had to throw the ball to someone. You had to throw the ball in the circle. And whoever um, caught the ball had to answer the question. And, like, it's still just answering questions. But it was just so awesome and so fun. And there was oh chocolate God. involved as well. And I was like, oh, I should have come to more of these sessions. But, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Just, just on a quick note on that, for my linear algebra students, if you want to do that, if you want us to get in a big circle and throw a ball, make sure you put that in your survey and I'll, I'll bring an inflatable <laughs> ball. But Yes, do let us know if the inflatable uh, ball is a yeah. um, good idea. Yeah. When I get them in Calc 1, they're going to come to the first session and say, where's the inflatable ball? <laughs> oh, oh, look, I, I still want Emily's uh, tennis ball idea to kick off because that was such mm. a cool session idea. Yep. I don't know if you guys oh, remember that from her training, but that was so cool. And I have yet to see her do it in a session, so I want to see it. Okay, so mm. I think that's all. We have to let the busy Isha go back to her very busy <laughs> life. Um, I, believe, I believe her mother was visiting tonight. Wasn't that what was happening? Or is that something? Yes, actually, they just got here, believe it or not. So this is oh, really good timing. Okay. So this is good timing for us to let you go. Aisha, thank you so much for making this. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It really has. I've had so much fun. Um, and I hope the students uh, enjoyed it too. And good luck with your exams, everyone. All going to be fine. Uh, and <laughs> well, I, was, I was actually going to say on that note, I don't wish anyone luck anymore because uh, as I've been telling my students, we all hated probability. Luck is just probability. Mm. So... No, no probability. I'm not wishing probability on anyone. Everyone hates probability. So no luck. <laughs> no luck. That's good. You guys have got this. So yeah, th Man. thanks thanks again to Isha. Thanks again, Daniel, for being here with me and listening to me talk shit for another hour and a half. Um, <laughs> our next session of, or our next podcast episode will likely be uh, in the break. So we'll run our, I guess, mid-season no inter-season intro i don't know something like that we'll, we'll come up with a fun we'll name for it and let you we'll know. come up with a name um and that'll be in between and that'll be a little less uh i guess pass related and more uh focused on different areas of, of passes and pass leading rather than the actual sessions um so that's all from us thank you again isha we loved having you on as always we can't wait to oh thank you so much it's been a pleasure enjoy the rest of your night guys Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone.